Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jimmy Johnson is expected to join us. He has got a monster fishing tournament, man, that he has uh, built up. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's coming up this week, March 5th through the 9th. And uh, it's incredible. We, we actually have them. Oh, good. Hey, Jimmy Johnson joins us from the Keys right now. I'm just getting ready. Jimmy, this tournament you put together, I mean, I've heard of having a little fishing tournament. but You got, you got it all over like, ah, I don't want to go to the Keys. All right, go up to Palm Beach. It's up there too. Wow. What, what have you put together, my man? It, it is something else. You know, I, I think we've given out over, oh, $13 million in prize money here the last so many years. And, uh, yeah, you know, they can fish, you know, anywhere from the Keys, Ocean Reef, Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and they got all kinds of options. And then also also all kinds of different categories. So, um, yeah, we're all excited about it. It's a great tournament, Joe. Well, listen, one thing about it, and I say, listen, he likes to fish. It's not through the years. I got to tell everybody, Jimmy Johnson has sent me some pictures randomly that he'll be out of something he's caught and i'll go damn man that is life is good that, 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 that's impressive so you love your fishing jimmy this is not like you're gonna say welcome everybody and take off for the day it's uh pretty special great stuff you know you know it, and it's a it's a great party you know i was talking to michael jordan uh, a couple of weeks ago uh he actually won a category on the, the atlantic city tournament he, he's fishing the tournament down here about five six times but he it caught a white marlin, and uh, and wow. then last year, you know who won the tournament here in Florida? Uh, Dustin Johnson uh, on his come on, uh, big yeah, the the golfer, yeah, <laughs> yeah one yeah. of the best golfers in the world, yeah, yeah. He, he, he after he won the tournament, he said, Coach, he said, you know, let's get together and either fish or go golfing. I said, I don't think I want to golf with you. Yeah, <laughs> right, not a, not a good idea. By the way, that is. Uh, Dustin Johnson, that's Wayne Gretzky's father-in-law or or son-in-law. He married and oh wow. really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely beautiful. No, beautiful woman. As I I watch all this stuff, and he seems like a great guy. It it is amazing how many people though the fishing and that party combination is is uh, great. Hey Jimmy, is it? And before we get into a bunch of stuff, because I was just reading about it yesterday again. Uh, can people still get involved? Can they still grab a boat or still? Yeah. You know, Joe, they can go to jjfishweek.com, and they can they can get uh, all the information right there. And and uh, like I said, there's three you know three different options. You know, they can fish for 
sailfish, catch and release. They can be in the meat fishing tournament. You know, there's different entry fees and all that stuff. Yeah, so they can still get involved. You know, jjfishweek.com. It's the world's richest guaranteed tournament. You know, uh, a million-dollar guarantee as far as the prize money. That's amazing. I, I Wow, that thing That's is a... that thing is grown, Joe boy. Yeah. It, it, the party they have at Hard Rock on Saturday. First of all, they have the gifting experience and the swag that everybody gets. I mean, it's almost like the Oscars. They go around these big, <laughs> big trailers and just get you know pick up shirts and shorts and you know all kinds of you know gear, you know technological stuff. Uh, I mean, it's a great swag deal, and then they have a big party at the Hard Rock Saturday night. By the way. Uh, Jimmy, have your patience pills because that place is just blown up. A hard rock is is unbelievable with uh, with everything going on there now. Yeah, yeah, it is something else. Hey, by the way, Joe, uh, I, I think our last visit kind of stirred it up around the country on, on my uh, advisory board with the Cowboys. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I ne- I never know what the writers are going to pick up. I, I mean, I, I knew your comments on two if people are going to be interested to see what you, right. you had to say. So I figured that would. You get a feel for it. But when that whole thing about you're going to be not only are you guys back together again and you're in the ring of honor, but by the way, I'm going to – I was shocked about being on the board yeah. there. And, and, and it just kind of blew up like like they think you're making decisions over there again. All the Cowboys fans are saying, oh, boy, we're back again. We're going to the Super Bowl. I can hear Jerry going, why did I do that? Now they think he can get all the frigging credit again. I, yeah, I can. I talked to Jerry about it. We laughed. I said, you don't have to pay me for being on that advisory board. Hey, he can't afford your fee. Well, he can't afford your fee, but I'm guessing he doesn't want to pay what you get for uh, speaking engagements and anything else for sure. Jimmy, that's no question. Hey, uh, so I got to ask you why we're all uh, thinking about you when you're coming on. I go the combine and I saw a bunch of head coaches didn't go at all. I saw a bunch of them checked out after the interview process and didn't want to be there for the 40 yard dash. And how did you feel about that? You think those guys should be there or is it a little overrated for coaches? I I think it's a little bit overrated as far as actually sitting up there in the stands with a stopwatch in in your hand. Uh, You know, the interviews were really the best thing. Uh, You know, being able to talk to the players and sit down and ask them questions. But even that, nowadays, the agents have them so schooled. I mean, they're almost like robots in their responses. You know, so they know what to say. But the interviews were really, really productive, you know, getting to meet the players, talk to them. The ones that you were unable to actually go out on the road and see or you bring them into your complex. So I I like the interviews. Everything's on tape, you know, and so you can see everything that you want to see as far as them doing the shuttle and running the 40-yard, you know, sprint and, you know, all these type things. Everything's on tape, so you can watch everything. Jimmy, uh Want to ask you about the process of the combine and and in regards to how do you when you sit down and you meet with these agents and they're giving you their laundry list of clients and guys who want to be moved how do you put that in context to how you build your team in the off season? Well, yeah, the number one thing is you know you you've got to evaluate your people. You've got to really know your people and who are productive and who you're going to have. And, you know, every year I, I would go through our entire roster from 
you know, the, the best players to the 53rd player and, you know, see, you know, where we needed help, where we needed depth. You know, did we need a, uh, a, a backup deep snapper? Uh, did we need a punt returner? You know, did we need more depth in the offensive line? You know, and, and actually know your players, you know, as far as, well, you know, this guy's a good player, but he's hurt half the time, you know, and, you know, where you've had injuries in the past, you know, and the players that you could count on. So, you know, I would look at the roster and then I would see where we needed help. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, even if it was an area that I didn't need help, uh, if there was a, you know, special player that could put us over the top, you know, trying to work it around cap wise to where we could bring that player on. Uh, but that was a never ending process, you know, not only, you know, myself, but working with the personnel people and, and working with the coaches as far as evaluating what you had and what you needed, you know, to be a good football team. Jimmy, uh, I know we, we get – Chris Greer gets asked about this about this time every year, and I'm sure every GM does. Best player? Best player on the board, or you still got to kind of go towards uh, need if it's close? Uh, yeah, you know, Joe, I think that went out the window uh, a long time ago. In fact – uh, that was how the league operated when I first came into the league. Uh, you know, but then we started trading up, trading down, you know, back then nobody traded, you know, when I first went to the Cowboys, uh, you know, but I looked at it and I said, you know, I understand this best player available, but if we just take the best player available, you know, we'll be fired in three years, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I, I, what if that best player available is not, a need for me or not what I wanted. Uh, and then, you know, what if there was a special player, yeah. you know, a little bit higher than my pick that I think it could really be a great player for us. So I never, I never looked at it, the best player available. I said, you know, let me go get the players that I want. Or if I don't want this particular player, uh, I'm going to move down and get some extra picks. And, and we got stuck a few times. And, you know, one time I had a trade made with a, uh, with Washington, with Joe Gibbs. And I was kind of stuck, you know, late in the first round. And the best player available, I thought, was Alvin Harper. But I didn't want to take Alvin, you know, there there in the first round because I knew I could probably get him in the second round. And so Joe and I agreed on a trade, and they they never did go up to the, you know, up to the front and, and turn in the ticket. And so I got back on the phone and said, Joe, time's running out. You know, and, hey, I thought we had a deal as far as a trade. And he said, uh, you know, Jimmy said, I'm, I'm sorry. He said, but the old man won't let me trade with you. <laughs> 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 and so I got stuck. So I took Alvin Harper, who ended up being a good player yeah, for us. Yeah, no, a good player. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but I could have, uh, you know, I could have moved down and, and picked up an extra pick and taken Alvin at a later time, you know, and so – uh, you know, sometimes you do get stuck on the thing, but I I don't go with the best player available. I, I go with the best player that I want. Jimmy, I want to ask you this about Miami because you spent so many years not only just coaching at the University of Miami and the Dolphins, but in this environment. You know how challenging it is. And, and one of the things that Vic Fangio allegedly put out there was that not everybody with the Dolphins was completely focused on being a great professional because of the environment that they were in. How challenging is it to select a player that you know can endure what all South Florida has to offer? 
Well, you know, you know, you know of course, you know, Vic, we is old school, and you know, you know, everybody's got to coach their personality. I, I understand that, and you know, and every player is not going to fit that. Uh, but it really comes from the top, you know. And you know, and of course, Mike is probably a little bit looser with him than what Vic was, you know, going to be. Yeah. Uh, and and so that was probably then not a good fit. Right. Uh, but but you look at it, you know, as far as South Florida, I, I don't care if it's South Florida or if it's Los Angeles or Las Vegas or wherever. Uh, you you got to have players that are totally committed, you know, to to being the best. And, you know, and, and that, you know, that takes sacrifices. Uh, now, by the same token, you can't be so old school that you, you don't understand that they are individuals and they're going to have a good time. And, and everybody's not going to be that grinder. You know, everybody's not going to be, you know, Michael Irvin, you know, which, you know, he was a great competitor on the field, but, you know, at times Michael might have a good time. You think so? You might have, you know, Michael Irvin was not Troy Aikman. You know, I understand that, you know, and, you know, everybody's not going to be Zach Thomas that's going to be, you know, burning the midnight oil as far as, you know, preparing himself and getting up there, you know, and so the coach has got to understand that how I was able to deal with it. And, you know, it didn't always work. You know, sometimes, you know, it, some things fell through the cracks. But I tried to meet with him one-on-one. You know, Charles Haley was probably one of my more difficult ones. And and Charles came, you know, I, I would get on his case, and, you know, he wouldn't do what I wanted him to do, et cetera. And he came in my office, and he said, Coach, he said, I love what you're doing. I love playing for you, but please, you know, don't get on to me in front of the other players. Don't embarrass me in yeah. front of the other players. Wow. And and after that, you know, Charles and I had a great relationship. And to this day, we talk all the time. Yeah, I love the guy. And, of course, he was a great player and, he, you know, allowed us to win some Super Bowls. But, I, you know, I was talking yesterday to some people. and I said, you know, college football, you can talk to them and you can set up rules and regulations and they'll run through a wall for you because they're loyal to the school and to the program used to be, uh, but yeah, used, but <laughs> well, yeah, with this NIL and transfer portal thing, which is a mess. Yes. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> but, but, in, but in pro football, you really have to spend time with them one-on-one and the old days of them running through the wall, they won't, they're individuals. Now they got their own brand, you know? And so you spend a whole lot of time with them one-on-one, uh, counseling with him, saying, "Hey, you know, let's you and I get on the same page. You know, I understand you're going to do this. I understand you're going to do that, but I'm going to help you become a better player. I'm going to I'm going to allow you to be the best player that you can be, and that way you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to get a big contract. But work with me. You know, work with me on this thing. You've got to do it one on one in professional football more so than you ever did before." Jimmy, you and I through the years have talked a lot about the offensive line. One last often question, and, and we're going to talk about the fishing in more in just a second here. Um, so the Dolphins, four of their five offensive linemen were hurt. I, I think they missed 32 to 34 games between four of them, so they were out a lot. Some of them are free. Do you bring those guys back, or how important is it to get fresh guys or if the, the same guys are getting injured, even in their good players when they play? How do you treat that? Because the Dolphins are going through some of that right now, especially inside a guard and center. Yeah, I, I think accountability is 
so important. Uh, and, and, you know, as players become injured, uh, the percentages of them becoming injured again, you know, go up the ladder. And, and, and so, yeah, you know, certain players, you know, Joe, you and I, you know, both know, you know, there were certain guys that, man, they would hit, take a collision. You'd bend them over double backwards and, and they just jump up and say, okay, let's go. You know, yeah. and, and then there were some guys, you know, they'd, they'd run a 20 yard dash and, and they're going to come up lame, right. you know, time after time after time. You know, that's why my trainer was so important to me in drafting and recruiting players. Kevin O'Neill, for instance, Kevin would talk to their trainers and, and they'd say, Hey, you know, is this a guy that's going to be in the locker room every other week with a different injury? Or is this the guy that you can count on every single week? And that helped me in predicting, you know, as far as were they going to be a problem in the future? And, and like I said, once they start having injuries, you know, so many of them are, you know, so many of those injuries are connected. You know, he, he's got a he's got a knee injury, and next thing you know, because of him trying to get back on the field, his back starts to hurt. You know, and you know one thing or another, and and so I think in some cases you've got to make a yeah. cold hard call and say we've got to move on. Right, we've got to get somebody that we can count on every single week. Jimmy, this has uh, been fantastic. Jimmy Johnson's Quest for the Ring Championship Fishing Week returns to South Florida next week, March 5th through the 9th, the 2024. Uh, one of the richest guaranteed purse in the state, maybe in the in the country with that million-dollar prize money that you're going to be given. Jimmy, one more time, if you can, give out a little information for, for everybody that like, loves to fish and got a boat or individually wants to get involved. Well, I, I think the big thing is people look at it and they say, hey, it's a million-dollar guaranteed purse. And you got, you know, Michael Jordan, Dustin Johnson, all these big boats, you know, fishing in it. You know, it, you know I, I don't know that I can compete on that. Uh, there are different categories. And so don't be scared away from saying, hey, well, you know, wait. I you know there's going to be something for everybody. And, in fact, you know, just to go in and participate in some of the parties and stuff. So they can go to jjfishweek.com and find out all the information they need to be involved in it uh, because it is a great experience. I I think as far as the tournament, I I was in tournaments for a long time, 20, 30 years, and I've never seen one like this that people actually have so much fun and they enjoy it so much. It's a great tournament. It's all over South Florida and it sounds like fun. And uh, Jimmy, every time you do something, it's got to be the biggest. Damn it. You always do this to me. (laughs) Jimmy, thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming on, spending time with us. All right, Joe. All All right. right. Good talking with you guys. Okay. Thank you. Jimmy Johnson's a big fishing tournament coming up next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.